everyone, and welcome to Pops and Hisses, a music podcast where we talk to bands you love, talk about concerts, and answer your burning music questions. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and in this episode, we have indie rock group Hand Habits. So, Hand Habits is a musical project of Meg Duffy, and they released a new album, Funhouse, recently on Saddle Creek Records. You may recognize Meg from performing in other bands like Perfume Genius, but they've been releasing their own records for a few years now as Hand Habits, and it's really wonderful stuff. The most recent, Funhouse, came out a couple months ago, and it captures their raw emotion, but with bigger and fuller production, really fleshes out their personal songwriting. These are lovely songs that have kind of a... Uh, pop singer-songwriter bent, and I'm just really digging this new record. So it was great to talk to Meg about a lot, including their new album, but also a new project called Yes And, and how writing songs is such a personal process for them. Real quick, I want to remind you that you can listen to the Pops and Hisses podcast and find music news, reviews, and interviews at popsandhisses.com. Also, before we jump into the interview, I want to mention we had a couple audio glitches while recording, uh... My setup just stopped recording all of a sudden in the middle of talking to Meg. So if there's something that sounds weird or a little gap in the recording, that's just kind of what happened. But I'm really glad I was able to salvage it. And you can listen to my conversation with Meg Duffy of Hand Habits and their new album, Funhouse. So let's get into it. I dig the I dig the record and it's uh, exciting. You're going on tour with Perfume, Perfume Genius next year. Also yeah. cool because you guys did the song together. So that's just kind of a fun little combination totally yeah yeah i play in that band as well so it'll be fun to be doing double yeah duty. and i was gonna say that that's gonna be a little busy for you since you'll be pulling double duty in that <laughs> I, I really like it you know the parts of tour that i find really exhausting and stressful are like the four hours like you spend all day getting to the venue and then there's like four to five hours where you don't really have to be doing anything yeah and the more time I can spend playing music with my friends, just the healthier I am, and the less time I can, I have to sit around thinking about my life. That's when it starts to get dark. Right. Well, especially when you're in some city, you don't know, but also you can't really go anywhere because you have to be there and you have nothing to do. Because exactly. <laughs> do, do you go on tour ever? Uh, no, I've just I've done this writing and podcasting and you know being friends with tons of musicians for a really long mm-hmm. time. So. Not having done it myself, I feel like I, I I somewhat know the experience just from talking about it eight million times. Right. Yeah. Like by proxy, you know what it's like. Right. I've heard, I guess, enough stories. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because every time somebody's like sees the schedule and they're like, "You're doing double duty. Like, aren't you going to be exhausted?" And it's like, it's not the tiring part. (laughs) It's like everything else that's exhausting. Especially if you're the opening act, because then if you do that, you might only play 45 minutes and then you have nothing to do for the rest of the show. Yeah, at least it makes going on tour for, you know, six weeks, like feel like I'm doing something during the day every day instead of sitting in the car. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, finishing at a venue and then have nothing to do because it's 10 p.m. And what else are you going to do? Yeah, like going to merge. That's probably not healthy. (laughs) No, I don't drink on tour. and Yeah. Perfume Genius, they, they don't drink either. So it's like, yeah, if when I'm not opening, I mean, it is a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like superhuman and it is exhausting. And But I'd like to be busy. I don't really like to, I like had a conversation with a friend at a Hanukkah party last night about this where like, I don't like going on vacation. 
my brain really likes to be <laughs> busy. It likes to be task oriented. And I know that like, you know, the self-care buzz like says like, you know, just sit down and do nothing. And I, I, I think I incorporate that in parts of my day, but I think, yes, it's, I'd like to be busy. Even right. though it is exhausting, I like to feel like at the end of the night, like I'm going to go to sleep because I worked all day and I was like, you know, yeah, participating in some way. I'm the same way on vacations. I, I have to have activity vacations where we're going yeah. to do the thing and the times. Don't be wrong. I've been to the beach and I sure enjoy it, but I can't just sit at the beach and do nothing. I no. will have to bring something with me to, to like also occupy my time. Tinker, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you a tinker? Yeah, at like I'm fidgety. I got to do something. At the minimum, I have to have a book to read. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that. totally. Yeah, and not my phone either because that feels. I don't know. So when I think about vacation, I think about like sitting on my phone and looking at it for a long time. Like that sounds awful. Yeah. That's worse than doing nothing. It's worse than like working overtime. (laughs) Right. Right. I feel like your brain works doing that, but you having accomplished absolutely nothing. Yeah, definitely. Like exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alternatively though, like the extreme thing that I think about sometimes is like, I'm really interested in doing a meditation retreat because, (laughs) because I have such a problem with sitting still and like not engaging with some, like you said, like not having a book in your hand at the very least or mm-hmm. like journaling or something. I have, I mean, even right now when we're talking, I'm like dusting my pedal board. Like, <laughs> like I have such a hard time just sitting still and, and I, I don't like to, but I think I've been thinking about this theme that's been coming up a lot lately. And, you know, after putting up the record too, and not really having mm-hmm. that much to do in the current day. And like, I'm interested and I'm seeing this pattern of like things that I'm afraid of or that I have a hard time with. Like, I have this deep desire to challenge that. And so like, I'm curious about a meditation retreat actually, because like, I think it would be really hard for me, (laughs) but it could be enlightening at the same very least. You know what I'm saying? Oh, totally. That, that's a good challenge. To me, it's at least the meditation, for example, would be mindful (laughs) and thoughtful and challenging. It's like, you know, doing something while doing nothing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if I find myself with nothing to do, like I get fidgety myself. Like I gotta I don't know. Right. Clean. <laughs> I don't know, something. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But like I wonder what our brains would do, like that kind of personality would do with like forced stillness. And I'm curious right. to see to see that. Even right now I'm gonna go on like next week I'm gonna go on like a little bit of a writing retreat and I've never really done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I'm really scared and I'm sort of in like a panic about it. Cause also like with Funhouse, there's different fears that came right. up more like just being more vulnerable in lyrics and mm-hmm. working with a producer, like very hands-on, but I was, a fr- or like embodying these different sonic spaces that I've never really like let yeah, myself yeah. embody before. And that was really terrifying. And I'm not talking like primal fear, you know, this is like pretty low level artistic fear, <laughs> sure. but like dark night of the soul fear for sure. And, and, but I pushed through it, you know, and like there were moments where I really saw this, this pattern of theme emerging of like, 
going in to like last year and then or this year really 2021 as it's coming to an end mm-hmm. has really been like a year of like facing my fears and you know like I used to be really terrified of being alone in a house at night like that was really yeah. hard for me uh like it got to the point where like I was so ready to get over my fear like I was like in the desert house sitting for a friend and like literally Googling like how to not be afraid at night. <laughs> so yeah, the Beatles documentary. So uh, what were you saying about that? Just like go like along the theme of like having fun and like mm-hmm. showing up to something, even though maybe like not everybody feels prepared. Right. Um, yeah. Cause also I like, I, it's rare that I ever even feel prepared, even if I have, obsessively prepared for weeks you know like it's rare that i'm like all right i got this like there's i'm a human so there's always like some doubt that sneaks in and i think that doubt is really inspiring sometimes too like it can be harnessed but the beatles man like i'm i was never like a huge beatles head like i wasn't really interested in watching the documentary until like i saw the trailer and my friends are like all obsessed but they just them even though it's hard and like they have you know, breakdowns in it. Like they do have so much fun and you can tell that they've like built their process, their songwriting process is so like built in just Mm -hmm. being like free and present and in the moment and having fun and like goofing around. And like you see them write get back and that just started as it like, it seems like joke songs, but then if you listen to like all their cat, like Maxwell silver hammer, like, we all know that song. It's such a goofy song, but it's like it's in the canon. And then they were just yeah. like goof, goofing around, like. And I think that through making Funhouse for me, like, you know, part of my song pro- writing process has so been like tied up with like my emotional processing, <laughs> yeah. um, which I'm starting to see sort of like the pitfalls of that. Like, and I it'll always be ingrained, you know. Like, and I'm not. Right. completely pivot but it makes it not fun all the time and I like I like think that something has like I have to walk through the fire you know and yeah well like I'm that's just an realizing, thing to do. yeah we don't always have to walk through the fire though like there's actually yeah. so many other ways to just have an experience and I think it's a bit it's like part of growing up I'm sure um musically and otherwise and but yeah they just have so much fun I feel really inspired by that. Like, I kind of just want to have fun and and not right. be so like this is the tragedy of my life that you know <laughs> it's been so hard. And I mean, there, it has been hard and tragic, whatever. Like you know, being a human, is so of course, hard and confusing and terrifying and beautiful. But like, you can also just make up a funny story about like someone banging a hammer and like you know made up characters, you know, and yeah, and, yeah the freshness to that that i'm curious about yeah i think it's interesting too like just mentioning talking about the beatles and that they made two of their best albums their last two albums not getting along not particularly liking what they were doing but being like you know but we're still going to do this because it's important to us and we feel like we have to like right yeah right and that yeah. can produce some really great stuff the day you're not very into it could be the day you write something just, Ugh, you know, that makes me want to cry probably because <laughs> i haven't eaten yet that up today, but also like yeah of course like the thing i mean there are songs on my records that people love the most and i'm like that was such a throwaway for me or <laughs> yeah i felt not a throwaway but like i didn't feel connected to that one 
and whatever boxes maybe like I feel like I should be checking as a musician or a songwriter, like people don't even aren't even aware of those boxes, you know, right. like they they don't like if they resonate with it, it's not really up to me or up to them. And like some of my favorite records are like, you know, weirdo, like private press records. Yeah, yeah. That like did not do commercially well, but like they're so important to me. Yes, and yes. and just thinking about that too and just feeling like okay like the only person who can decide if like I've done the thing or like I feel satisfied is me and then it's like not up to me anymore and like I don't have to get there by feeling like I've walked through the fire or like have like right. really re- like had some huge psychological <laughs> breakthrough like through a song i mean it's fucking great when that happens don't get me wrong and like it has happened and i feel like i'm always chasing that but like yeah the best song could be like the goofy one about a character that you made up you know yeah and you know you don't have to torture yourself just to write no no i know because you like it or because you feel like writing a song that day (laughs) yeah and it does and like every song that gets written doesn't have to be the best one and i feel like i was talking with a friend about this last night actually he's also a musician and, you know, she, she's somebody who's I, I really respect musically. And she was like, you know, you make a couple records and like then you that are like really well thought out and curated and put together. And then you can kind of get a little bit more experimental. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't feel like I've made enough of those records yet to be experimental. And she was like, it's a moving target. And she was like, it's so hard to get out of the feeling of like, every song and every record that I put out has to be the best thing that like anyone's ever done. (laughs) But like, that's not why I started to play music. That's not why I play music. Like, I don't want to think about that, but it creeps in and then it gets like, makes music making and writing really too large or something. Yeah. Oh, and you can always, the beauty is you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I know. I, that's, you would be like, I'm going to go make a, I don't know, a trip hop record next. Just right. I can. <laughs> well, and that's so cool. And, and I'm like, I put out this guitar record um, under a different name this year mm-hmm. called yeah. Yes Band. I was going to ask about that. Cause that, that's was such a cool thing that you guys did. Yeah. Thanks. And it was totally like such a, it was like the mirror to making fun house where I was like, I mean, I did whatever I wanted to do on Funhouse too, but it was right. like, I can do really whatever I want. And like, it was not, it was so about like not being precious, making that record. And I need that kind of balance in my life because I can get so precious and so like. Yeah. Did you, you know, know did you know when you're putting it out that you were going to be, this isn't going to be me? It's not, well, I mean, you don't really release stuff under your own name, I guess anyway, but you know, it's not even going to be hand habits. It's yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, when Joel and I first started getting together, I didn't really know that because I thought I was making like a solo guitar record. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I would still like to do that. I think that would be really fun too. But as soon as we started making stuff together, and he was very, it was very collaborative too. And then I was like, this isn't a hand habits record, and it also isn't like a solo guitar record. This is just something else. And in the mixing process and like the final like composition sessions that we had, I was just like, I don't want to spend more than five minutes making a decision. Like I just <laughs> yeah. want to be like, do I like it or not? And I don't want to grow over it and like sit with it for weeks and then like 
you know, because everybody, you know, I'm always changing. And so, like, how can you really ever decide when something's done? And with that, it was just like totally fly by the seat of your pants. And I love it for that because it was fun yeah. to make. And I didn't feel like tor- I didn't walk through any fire for that. It was like we just jammed and then like made a collage and made it sound cool and weird. That's awesome. That yeah, it's a cool record. I like it a lot. And the the way you're describing it just sounds like an awesome snapshot. Snap, snap, shot. Sorry. It was a cool snapshot. Yeah. Thanks. I'm glad you listened to it. It's yeah. also cool because I had I had fun. Like this is the other like sort of right. like, paradox, like right? Fun. Dude, I had so much fun, and I don't really care if people listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> like but like because like I I had fun with Funhouse too and I, I do want people to listen to it but like you know there's it's more precious or something but right. I had so much fun and like it was so there was no stakes no pressure no nothing I wasn't thinking about anything I was just like we're just gonna put this out it's gonna be fun and I really don't care if people listen to it or not because it's just gonna exist forever and I lose some of that sometimes with songwriting and and I would love to like challenge myself in that area and just be like yeah it doesn't matter if people listen to it like i made it and that was fun yeah. and i'm sharing it and that's kind of what i was asking about your approach you know if you knew the name if you knew what you were going to do with it because that's such that can be really interesting way to make music i mean the, the obvious one to me is and i'm in omaha and this is why is, is bright eyes because he'll make right. records and he's made them under 18 different names they're always him right sometimes it's right. people but it's just like well i feel like doing i don't know punk rock record okay cool let's just do that why not? Right. Yeah. Why the hell not? Free and be, you know, be as wild and crazy or not, you know, subdued as you feel like. Right. Yeah. I know. You can do whatever you want. It's like that I should get that as a tattoo or like if I did, <laughs> I feel like if I did transcendental meditation, like that would be the mantra that I would get. Right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's not... like, you can do whatever you want. Mike from Proven Genius says that to me all the time too. And like, <laughs> I'm like, you're right. I forget that you can do whatever you want. Like, I just forget that sometimes. So easy to forget that, though. Right. Well, it is. I mean, you. I think everybody does that. I don't think yeah. it's an artist thing. You get caught up in no. what it all means and what it means to you and how I do this reflects on this. And it's like, you know, at some point, well, what's the point? I can do exactly. what I want. I be the person I want to be. And it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. No, I think it's totally not specific to being an artist. I think it's, I agree with you. It's such a just human yeah. nature thing. But I do, I know, maybe is maybe it leans toward the side of being an artist because you are putting your name on something and putting it of out. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I know, and, and if I go too far down that thought process, I'm like, well, I'm just going to stop putting out music. And yeah. then <laughs> and then it starts to get dark. And then I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be a garbage man. Like, And then, yeah. you know, but people do seem to resonate with the music some of the time, and that is important. And yeah. I really don't know what else I would do if I didn't play music. <laughs> That's good. Well, then that means you're doing the right thing. I guess. I mean, we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, man, there's so many worse things you could be doing, like have an awful job or something. Right. But like, I don't know. There's anything wrong with that. Being pessimistic, <laughs> but like, it could be kind of nice to just go to work and then come home and like play my guitar and not have to be like, sure. okay, like this thing that I just put out that so bears like the entire representation of my identity that like didn't get on a year end list. So like now I feel really depressed. Yeah. <laughs> like it might be so liberating <laughs> to just be like, actually I wrote all these songs and they're just for me and my friends want to hear them. I'm yeah. grateful and I need to do more gratitude lists, obviously as I'm saying this, but there is something about like the idea of having an office job could be 
it is an option for everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. And freeing in that way. Freeing, yeah. Less like wrapped up in the like Freudian <laughs> like <laughs> analyst, analysis uh, like that I'm constantly finding myself in. Like, yeah. Based off of like a folk song that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and only, t- you know, only two months until you're on tour. So you just do that all day. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. That's why I'm like, I'm going to go to a writing retreat. I can't. <laughs> Perfect. About this, was, this time of year feels like the time to hole up somewhere because <laughs> I don't want. Uh, I don't know where I am. It's cold and I don't want to leave. Right, Omaha. Has it snowed to, yet? It hasn't, but it's freezing today. God. So yeah. Are you from there? Yeah, I'm actually from here originally. So. Cool. Do you know yeah. Robin and the whole crew? Yeah. So I, that was what I was going to ask you about Saddle Creek is uh, just how you got hooked up with those with that crew and what you think about it? It was kind of, um, it was through a friend of mine, like sent Rob, um, Gladly Idol, my first record. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, it just sort of happened. I don't, I don't really know. I guess I just started seeing Rob a lot because this friend of mine who was a PR person and my booking agent was good friends with her. And oh, kind cool. of like, in the hood yeah i think yeah aaron who used to work at saddle creek okay Um, yeah and yeah i think she used to work there i don't know but she was like i love your music like we you know you should i'm gonna send it to rob like we like are rooting for you and it was really sweet and (laughs) yeah it was super sweet and um and then they put placer holder out and funhouse and yeah Mm -hmm. it's been great it's such a cool crew I love them. I'm yeah. sad that Jaden Jaden's leaving, but it's a nice it's nice to be um it's nice to be like, you know, part of the legacy. Right. That is well, yeah. yeah, it's which is now long running. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so different. Yeah. But they keep changing all the time. I know, and every, well, every time they announce uh, a new signing, a new record, it's been great. They've been putting out great stuff, you included. That was that was exciting. Yeah. They announced that they're putting out your record, so. Yeah, yeah, it's a good crew. Yeah. Now, hopefully, we can get you back. It's been a couple of years since you've been here, I think, right? Yeah. Were you at the show that I played there? No, I missed it. That so uh, prior to my current my current life, which you know, I was talking about office jobs. I was kind of making fun of myself because that's what I do during the day. But, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I run a blog and podcast, and I've, uh, but I, I've, for almost 15 years, I worked for the paper here. Wow, uh, cool. As a music critic and, and writing about music and stuff. So, wow. Um, but what always happened was that, you know, inevitably the concert I wanted to go to happened the same night as some arena band. And not that there's oh any play arenas, but it's like, you know, something like you would come to town, and I, but that night right. I would have to go see Kenny Chesney or something. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just miss out on the little show. Dang. Well, it, it was happened. a little show. That's the right way to describe it. I think there was like 15 people there. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty sure like we paid, there. I'm pretty sure we paid, basically paid the venue to let us play there. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, hopefully you cool. come back through next Yeah, time. I hope so too. I like Omaha. I have some, some friends there. Anna McClellan, you know her? Yeah, yeah. Love her. And the, the Saddle Creek guys are all super sweet and uh slow down yeah. the venue they have is just wonderful so yeah totally that little block yeah well yeah that whole area is is awesome yeah 
Well, yeah. Well, that's lots of stuff I wanted to talk about. It's been wonderful talking to you, Meg. So cool. I really appreciate yeah, so it. Yeah, so good talking to you, Kevin. Thanks for calling. Thanks Definitely. for not making this feel like a very calculated interview. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my talk with Hand Habits. Catch them on tour with Perfume Genius early next year, and you can see tour dates and ticket links at handhabits.band. You can also order their new album, Funhouse, on vinyl at saddle-creek.com and check out Meg's album as Yes And, which is featured on their Bandcamp site. Subscribe to Pops and Hisses podcast on your favorite podcast app or head to popsandhisses.com where you listen to the podcast and find more music news, reviews, interviews, and also podcast episodes. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and you can follow me on Twitter as at Omaha Music Guy or find my page on Facebook by searching for Kevin Coffey. My last name is spelled C-O-F-F-E-Y, by the way. And thank you, as always, thank you to Herd at Media for producing the show and find lots more of our podcasts at herdatmedia.com slash network that's h-u-r-r-d-a-t media.com thanks for listening see you next time a Huda media production